John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church. You're in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message. The Lord bless you. The Lord anoint you. The Lord grant you grace, mercy, and the power of understanding, the power of prayer, the power of living for him in these last days. Continuing with the series, coming from the book of the prophets. And today, we'll look at the book of Daniel, chapter 5, titled, The Writing on the Wall. So get your Bible ready, call a friend, and let's pray as we get our hearts ready to listen to God's word, knowing that God is the God of history. God is the God of time. Father, we come before you this day, thanking you for the gift of life, thanking you for the beauty of your word, the power of your word, that you are the God of all flesh. As we come to read and share your word, truly, may it be word that empowers us, encourages us to press on to victory wherever we find ourselves, in every corner, to be the carriers of the good news, the salt of the earth, and the light of the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In Daniel chapter 5, verses 1 to 6, we read, Daniel 5, 1 to 6, let's hear the word of God. King Belshazzar, made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and drank wine in front of the thousand. Belshazzar, when he tasted the wine, commanded that the vessels of gold and of silver that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem be brought, that the king and his lords, his wives and his concubines might drink from them. Verse 5. Then they brought in the golden vessels that had been taken out of the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem. And the king and his lords, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Immediately, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall in the king's palace opposite the lampstand and the king saw the hand as it wrote then the king's color changed and his thoughts alarmed him his limbs gave way and his knees knocked together let me read verse 7 then the king called loudly to bring in the enchanters the chaldeans and the astrologers, the king declared to the wise men of Babylon, whoever reads this writing and shows me its interpretation shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. May God bless the reading of his word and his interpretation and application even this day to our hearts in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. My dear friend, 
when looking at the books of the prophets, just scanning through them to see and to know that our God is a God of history and God uses people. And some of them, they call prophets. They are priests. They act as prophets. But who is a prophet? He speaks for God, a man, a woman that God uses. And this are particular book that we are studying. Daniel was not such a professional priest or a professional pastor or a professional prophet. That is, he wasn't doing that as a full-time job. He was called and he was a civil servant. He had been taken as a captive from his home by Belshazzar's father, Nebuchadnezzar. And if you know the story, he proved to be faithful in not eating the king's food to show that, yes, their God would take care of them. They still love their God, Yahweh, and will abide by the commandments of Yahweh. And Yahweh blessed him. Well, God used him in many ways, not only to be a faithful civil servant, delivering the word of God, but also to be warning the nations, to be warning the kings, to speak to kings about their situation. He had the power to interpret dreams and the power to live a godly life. So, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He was frightened. He called all kinds of people to give him the interpretation of the dream. They couldn't. Daniel came and told him, God is warning you. God is warning you. God is warning you. You are proud. You are pompous. Change your ways or the Lord will lower you and make you an animal for seven years. He will take the kingdom away from you, but he will restore you. Well, did the king listen? Oh, just like many people, when they hear, they think God is going to act immediately and kill them. When they sin, God is going to kill them immediately. When it doesn't happen, they think God is too slow. And they backslide. Nebuchadnezzar was humbled. And he, after the seven years of living like an animal, finally declared that God is king. God must be honored by all. He died. And who inherited him? His son. His son, Belshazzar. You will think that his son would do the right things. But you see, there's something about power. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. There's something about human beings. When we get into an office, we forget that it's God who made you the pastor. It's God who made you the priest. It's God who made you the prophet. It's God who made you the, the member of parliament. It's God who made you the president. It's God who made you the vice. It's God who made you the minister. And we begin to be pompous and arrogant and sometimes take even the things of God for granted. May this story, may this story, the punishment of Nebuchadnezzar, the punishment that came on Belshazzar, show to us that we do not play with God. Everybody who reigns in this world, whether you're even a father or a wife or child or whatever you are, God has given you a position of authority. Acknowledge him as a giver of all good things, who keeps an eye on the humble and blesses them, but on the proud, he lowers them, and he says he cannot stand proud people. So what do we see happen in Daniel chapter 5? Belshazzar had a great feast. He invited many people to attend, but he didn't invite God anyway. He just invited them. So they came. But the truth is this. God sees whatever goes on, whether he's invited or not invited. He sees. 
he made a well, he's everywhere. So, when this party came, a thousand people, his politicians, his cabinet members, his wives, children, and concubines, what did he decide to do? He decided to do the sacrilegious thing. He used the vessels from the temple in the wrong way. God's temple in Jerusalem. When his father, Nebuchadnezzar, captured Jerusalem, they took their things away. The things from the temple, the sacred things, they were taken. He kept them as artifacts to show his power. But when this young man, who succeeded his father, had power, what did he do? He used the vessels from the temple in the wrong way. He said, look, bring them, bring them here, bring, bring them here. And he brought his people. The people drank from the temple equipment and they praised their gods. They praised the gods of wood, gold, brass, and stone. Chapter 5, verse 4 says, They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver and iron, wood, and bronze. They were praising all these gods. Oh, thank you. We are great. We are powerful. You see, as people praise their power, they praise their political party that appointed them, they praise their tribe, they praise their school that educated them, they praise everything except God. They don't worship God. They do not recognize the one true God who created all these things and gave them all the powers and all the ability to know that He is the one who has created them. Well, Sometimes God chooses to interrupt in our activities and brings fear upon us. You see, fear can be a good thing. Fear can be a good servant. It causes you to be alarmed, to find out what is going on. Okay? Fear, we say, is an alarm bell in your system that something is wrong. Something is wrong. And in this particular instance, the alarm was powerful. It's like having a party and suddenly hearing the alarm and somebody shouting, fire, fire, fire. What do you do? Well, you know, there's an exit door. You run through the exit door. Get to where you need to go. Or somebody falls down suddenly. We know maybe they have a heart attack. You know what to do. But what do you do in this case? In the phrase that has become even a part of our English language. Verse 5 says, in the same hour, the fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote, Hallelujah. Suddenly, he saw something. He saw a hand that wrote. God was taking measure to get Belshazzar's attention. God had already spoken to Belshazzar. He had spoken to his father. He may have been speaking to him in ways for him to understand. And he wouldn't understand. And now, before all these mighty people, only those who were invited to the party came to the party. But there, God was speaking to him. Friends, there are some of you who do all the things that you want to do. You boast before men and women in your party meetings, in your boardrooms. You boast about all kinds of things. And when you go to your bed, God speaks to you in dreams 
or you go to a church, the prophet speak to you, or you see something on the throttle, or somebody sends you a message and he's speaking to you. And you are filled with fear and horror. Because look, when the writing was on the wall, we are suddenly told what happened to the mighty man. The king's countenance changed and his thoughts troubled him. So the joints of his hips were loosened and his knees knocked against each other. Hallelujah. That's the power of fear. When God is trying to get your attention. You see, when he's trying to get your attention. And let me just tell you the application here. If you're a man of God, if you're a man of prayer, if you're somebody who needs to humble yourself, fear must be replaced with faith. Fear of human beings or fear of what is about to happen should draw you to God. That, Lord, I'm afraid. Lord, I don't know what is happening. Lord, I don't understand what is happening. But I know you are in charge of everything. I know. I know you are in charge of everything. Lord, help me. Lord, give me faith. Lord, give me understanding. Lord, cleanse me. Lord, purify me. Even if you have sinned, the Bible is clear. If you say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But what did a man do? He didn't do that. What do you do when you are afraid? You go to God and ask for cleansing and ask for encouragement and ask for revelation that you may live a life that is pleasing to God when even the writing is on the wall. Oh, that is when now people move from pillar to post, from one juju person to the other, from one occult to the other, from one doctor to the other, from one prayer come to the other, from one blaming somebody to the other. That shifting of responsibility Instead of accepting it, it's a human trait, a very bad human trait that leads us to trouble. But let us see what happened. The man was helpless. The mighty man was helpless. So what did he do? You see that in verses 7 and 8 again. Then the king cried out to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. He called all these juju people and assembled them. Yes, yes, the devil has power. The devil has his prophets or prophets. He has his spokespersons too. They are enchanters. There are all kinds of powers in the world. Astrologers, they can read the stars, the moons. People read the liver or uh, the, 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 the gizzards of animals and tell you what can happen. There are all kinds of occultic powers in the world. He said, say, come and tell me. He spoke to the, the so-called wise men, saying, whoever reads this, I will clothe you, I will anoint you, I will make you king, I will give you gold, I will give you this. Well, the only thing he didn't do, it's obvious, he didn't turn to the mighty God because the man did not have any regard for the God of Israel. It didn't even strike him that he had gone too far in his pride and arrogance and taken God's things for granted. You see, there are some people when they are in their arrogance and they even see the picture of a church. Oh, what is this? Man of God. They are all thieves. They are all lies. Oh, when they hear, oh, give to God's work. Oh, come on, these pastors. They are all thieves. They are all lies. They say all kinds of things about holy things and God's things, things they know nothing about. I hope you are not like that. In your arrogance, you trivialize the things of God, the power of God, the anointing of God, and you say all kinds of things that has no, no, no bearing. You have no idea about them. 
And sometimes people just look at you and they know you are only talking because you are afraid. Because his fear was obvious to all. He said, then King Belshazzar was greatly troubled. His countenance was changed and his laws were astonished. They were astonished. The people around him could tell that the king was afraid. Something dreadful was going to happen to him. Is God trying to get somebody's attention? Friends, we live in this world now. And this world has become a very frightening place. We are always scared. People are scared. What is going to happen? Look, in this country, we cannot make sense out of our monetary affairs. All the monies we keep, they've been chopped into half or quarter. Salaries are not coming. People are keeping money at home. That money, apart from losing its value, some can be stolen. Oh, and then, are we living in a region that may come to war very soon? Is ECOWAS going to war against Niger and all the Francophone countries say they are going to join and fight? Will it happen? Are you afraid? My brother, my sister, what's going to happen? Ukraine and Russia, what's happening? Even Donald Trump is going to court. Look, when you hear the news of the world, unless you don't listen, they are frightening. And what do you do? Do you read the graphic? The Times, the newspapers, the horoscope, the internet, or you go to God and ask him, God, what do you have for me? Lord, give me godly wisdom. So, the handwriting on the wall is clear to those who want to follow God, that God wants to draw your attention and turn to him. But there's always always an answer that God has. And that answer is the prophet of God. So we pray because God said that in the last day I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. That you are one of those people. God will pour his flesh on you. You may be just an ordinary Christian as they say, but be a prayer warrior, be an intercessor, or be a man of wisdom, a man who speaks his word. Be a prophet like Daniel and speaks to situation. Whatever God has given you as a gift. Use it lovingly in these days to correct people who are frightened, who are scared. Not to be scared of the world, but to tend to their God. So, the man Daniel was called. He said, the queen, because of the words of the king and his laws, they cried, they were frightened. Then they said, there is a man in the kingdom in whom the spirit of the holy God dwells in the days of your father light and wisdom and understanding were on him like the gods and he he gave an interpretation to your father oh so they knew about this one his testimony was there it was clear he knew it you think that Belshazzar had not heard it he had heard it but he chose to forget and sometimes when things happen People choose to forget where they come from or what the solution is. They only go to what they are used to. That is where witnessing comes in. That is where you, in that office, seeing that your boss is sick, he's afraid, he's going from pillar to post, you can draw his attention to the fact that you've been going here, 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 here. Say, I've been praying for you. Say, can I lay hands on you and pray for you? Madam, can I pray for you? 
you are the witness because you know God. You've seen the power of God at work. That small girl told Naaman, I mean, yes, you have leprosy, but I know a man of God who can, who can help you. So he provides an opportunity for you to give a mighty testimony about the goodness of God. Well, what did they do? <laughs> they called in Daniel. And when you read Daniel's book, chapter 5, from verse 10 to 16, you read an interesting story over there. Daniel 5, 10 to 16. I like reading these things because it's good to read the word of God. Okay, then verse 13. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king answered and said to Daniel, You are that Daniel, one of the exiles of Judah, whom the king, my father, brought from Judah. Here he's trying to show Daniel, Oh, who you are? You are a slave, eh? You are what? You are an exile. You are nobody. He's trying to show them. You are not in my class. You are not my classmate. You are the one my father brought from Judah. Okay, fine. Okay, now I know you. I know who you are. They still try to belittle you. Oh, you are that prophet, eh? What Bible school did you attend? What university did you go to? What is this and that? Then he said, verse 14, I have heard that you have the spirit of God in you and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. I've heard of you that the spirit of the gods. So the man had no understanding, a clear unbeliever who had come to power thinking that, yes, power is all. Even in the grave, they have power because people are worshipping them. Nanao, Ohineo, chief, oh master, oh boss. So your head is swollen. Then he said, now look, now the wise men, the enchanters, have been brought in before me to read this writing and to make it known to me, its interpretation. But they cannot do it. But I've heard they can give interpretation and solve problems. Now, if you can read the writings and make known to me its interpretation, then I will give you this and make you the king and I'll give you all kinds of things that he promised him. Well, Daniel heard all of these things. But Daniel shook. And Daniel said, well, king, I will do the interpretation. Verse 25, this is the writing that was inscribed Many, many tekel passing. This is the interpretation of the matter. Many means God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Tekel means you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Hmm. Paris, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the patience. Wow! This is what the Lord God is telling you. The many, many tackle person was given to you by God. That is God's message to you. God said the matter is sealed. Your days have come to an end because you would not listen to me. Many so Daniel explained the words on the wall. God has numbered 
the kingdom and finished it. God has weighed in the balances and found you wanting. Your kingdom is divided between the medis and the patients. What will happen to you? Man, what would you do? If this is your story. You see, we are not told what the king did. We are not told. We are not told about his repentance. We are not told he changed his mind. We are not told what else happened. Scripture is silent on that, except he gave the command and they clothed Daniel and they put the purple, the gold chain around his neck and made a proclamation and said, this man, he is the one, he is the man, he is the man. Verse 30, that very night, Belshazzar, king of the Chaldeans, was slain and Darius, the Mede, received his kingdom. You see, that night... What I would have loved to hear is that that man was witnessed to. That man was prayed for. That man repented, but he didn't. He went to the grave in his sin. And that night, that very night, he died. Wow. Is that the way God works? God can work like that. God can work like that. That very night, Belshazzar the Chaldean king was killed. By who? The same people who were around him. Possibly the same people who were hailing him, oh king, oh king. The same people who were at the party. Sometimes it is a very lonely thing to be in an office. People are hailing you. They are giving you all kinds of titles, all kinds of names. But these are the same people who one day will turn against you. But one thing is sure. When God says... The time is up. The time is up. So as I bring this sermon to a close, what are some of the lessons? One, God is the author of time and history. Humble yourself. He knows your day and your times. And he will call you when he wants to call you. Number two, when you have an office, a position, use it to do what God wants you to do. Whether you're a prophet, a pastor, a civil servant, a governor, be faithful to God wherever he has placed you. Number three, when you can understand and read the times and see people afraid because of the circumstances, if you have the power to witness to them, the opportunity to witness, explain to them what is happening and draw their attention to God. But as I speak, let me speak God's word to your heart. Everybody has a circle of influence, including you, the one listening to me. The writing is on the wall for the whole world. Rise up. The anointing of God on your head. The writing is on the wall. May the anointing of God rest on you to be a latter-day prophet, a saint, to do the will of God. His power rests on you. Daniel, a civil servant, and Daniel, an old man, he did it. But God said, in the last days, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. Be that champion to declare God's goodness in the land of the living. And you'll be blessed only this day, when you bring many to know the goodness and the righteousness of God. 
and you will be clothed. Not with the king's clothes that Daniel wore. And what did he do if it perished? But you'll be clothed. The crown from heaven. The crown of joy. You hear the Lord himself saying, Well done, faithful servant, for declaring my word. I commission you to be God's end time evangelist. Declaring he is the king. He reigns. The writing is on the wall. Turn to God. Lord, bless your word to our hearts. Equip and energize us to live for you now and always. Amen. You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Egbe. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Biggs restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Cares Valley Event Center at the Goyo Filling Station. Our Amasamain campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamain Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via calvarybaptistghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200-181680. God bless you.